2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight for Episode 25, Season 4 of the Standoff of Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Even Richie, uh, well, we survived our last Warriors bye week for the year, and we at least got a few entertaining games that made the Race to the 8 interesting. First of all, how are you at this beautiful new angle, and how was your weekend?
3: I'm well, mate. I was just telling you just before, I just got back from... Taranaki for work, so I'm a little bugged. I'm a little buggered from the drive, but um, yeah, I did enjoy the footy. How are you? How are you doing?
2: Yeah, good. Um, you still get a bit of the uh, the jonesing for a no warriors game, but um,
3: yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, there were still a few games which kept me entertained for the weekend at least, but um, mm. while we're here live on Wednesday evenings, 8 p.m., you also catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was rugby league, including our top stories of the week, a review of round 22 and round 2 of the NRL and NRLW, and an update on our tips. We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys, as well as some questions we've got for each other, um, before previewing round 23 and making our tips, and ending the night with a recap of Super League so remember to send us questions and comments throughout the show and we'll do our best to answer them and we might as well jump straight into the top stories of the week richie sounds good mate uh first bit of news um not the greatest but wally lewis um has announced that he's been diagnosed with cte dementia um he stepped away from his role with nine news in january due to this condition but has kind of been public with it this week um I'm no doctor, so I don't know how bad it's going to be for him. It, it sounds like it's a lot of, you know, de- with dementia, you know, your memory's going a bit funny, mm. but um, devastating news for him. Um, you hear about this?
3: Yeah, no, I, I did, and yeah, obviously, very very sad news. And um, there's a few players now from from Wally's era who suffering from that kind of that kind of thing. Um, was a pretty brutal time to be playing, so yeah, a little unfortunate. And I guess that's why we see a lot of emphasis around head safety nowadays. Yeah,
2: it, it kind of it. You know, I I'm the guy on the show that you know there's no such thing as a head height, but it it kind of brings forward the reasons why the NRLs put things like this in place um, yep. nowadays to try to prevent prevent this happening uh, i'm facetious it's i think it's to prevent lawsuits but um you know yeah hopefully um it goes as well as it can for 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 the king but um yeah yeah send send our good wishes his way um we'll go on to the next bit a bit more lighter i guess um the rlpa nrl war strives on um with neither side really taking a back step um as we mentioned briefly last week, the NRL players said they were going to cover the NRL logo. Um, they did that. They taped them and the NRLW players taped their logo over um, on the jerseys. Didn't do it on the shorts. Just wanted the the one on the the jersey hidden. Now um, their next step is they're reportedly going to delay kickoff times um, as the next. Protest, basically sit in the sheds. So um, after the regulated time, to kind of mess with the the TV deal, um, the NRL has apparently also decided to um, do a bit of the dirty tactics and are uh, looking at cutting the three million dollars a year they give to the RLPA for its funding. Uh, so it's um, I feel like that one's more effective because yeah. <laughs> um, the RLPA will potentially start having to ask the players to donate money um to fund the cause instead of the NRL funding it. So we might see a bit more traction because the ups and downs of all this, I know they keep saying it's not about money, but money talks. So what it saying. does. What's your take on the,
3: the new chapter of the war? Sick of hearing about it. Um we've got to show mate, yeah. we've got to talk about well, it. I know, I know, I know we do. Um yeah it's it just keeps branching off and different directions and different possible um, actions that each side will take. But, yep, it's all getting a bit petty and (laughs) don't look any closer to resolution. So I look forward to it becoming a a regular segment in our news.
2: Yeah, and Simon's mentioned um, about, like, a union being funded by the organisation. That's the interesting thing. The RLPO isn't classified as a union, which is why the NRL gives them money, um, to support it but since they're acting like a union now I think that's why they're saying we don't need to support it because it's a union so um, I think that's where it's going and I think that's where we're going to we're going to start seeing some changes there but um, I don't know it's very it's a very divisive topic um, Richie I know whenever I talk yep. to people about it um, people that know me know that I'm very anti-establishment um, I'm always about the workers but for some reason I'm the opposite when it comes to this um i just uh there was um we'll, we'll talk adia um we'll talk about another podcast like we like to do but um fonzie in this warrior's life had a brief topic talking about it and explained um the biggest thing the rlpa want basically is to have deciding power in what the nrl do and that's where things will get murky um and that's probably why the nrl aren't Interested because they can't, they can't have a, a say in it. When you've got like New South Wales um, organization and Queensland organization have no decision-making rights, so why would the players? And it's um, like Simon said, he supports the players' right to collect the bargaining solidarity with the union. It's perfectly fine to have um, a union, but it's I, I put it like to you, Richie, for your job. If you said. I want to have um, the same decision-making luxuries that the CEO has. I don't think
0: your work would do it either, would they? Of course, they wouldn't. Yeah. So. Yeah. (laughs) True, but there there, there are other companies that uh, Richie can go work for. There's no other NRL for these players to go work for. That's that's that's.
2: Yeah, but they don't have to play in the NRL if they're not happy with that. You know, it's
0: not the only place they can play. Let's be honest.
2: Yeah. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I still think the NRL are going to win out. Um, I, I feel like once the the players are paying it for it themselves, they're going to not want to do it anymore. Um, but we'll see what happens. There will be another segment on it next week, I'm sure.
3: Yeah, I'm sure. Um,
2: but, yeah, next bit of news, we'll go with more. Um, yeah, as I said, unless you become a partner. Yeah, um, that's the way. But next bit of um, interesting news, the Storm celebrated their 25 years with a trophy presentation of their 99, 2007, 2009, 2012, 2017 and 2020 premierships, with many raising eyes at the 07 and 09 ones since those were taken away due to their salary cap rorting. Um Storm CEO Justin Rodsky came out this week and said that he felt it was important to acknowledge the work the players did in those two years I know Billy Slater and Cam Smith have come out as well and saying, like, all you people are upset about it, just jealous, basically. Um, and what's your thoughts on it, Richie? I, I thought it was a bit poor taste. Um, you know, you don't celebrate um, other cheaters winning things, do you? So.
3: Yeah, it, it is a bit funny. But whenever you hear Cam Smith or or people from that Melbourne Storm era interviewed about, about the... Their uh, premierships, they don't disclude those ones. They, they never have. No. Um I think in their eyes, they've they they made it to the grand final. They won the grand final. So uh, yeah, they were stripped of the titles officially, but in their eyes, I think it you know it's still the premiership won. I don't really care. Who cares? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah.
2: It's, I think it's important it taste, it but I'm not up at night. You know, upset about it. Uh, yeah, they, exactly. They, um the thing is if they were caught cheating beforehand they wouldn't have been in those grand finals like the bulldogs
3: situation
2: mm. um but it was a bit too late but yeah the storm storm always beat their own drum so um and yeah, yeah, um, got another comment how many people would react if lance armstrong was parading his past achievements yeah it's this, yeah. it's a like for like for me in that scenario
0: yeah, except he did kind of do photos of him with all his yellow jerseys on the wall going, Hey, look, I've still got seven yellow jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. Sort of, he's, yeah. Cool. Yeah. he's eating it. Um but uh, and he's like, everyone else doped as well. Why did you pick on me? Well, because you're an arsehole who destroyed people's careers and livelihoods as well as a yeah. drug cheat. But hey, yeah. Not that I'm not, not that I uh, I'm gonna rant and rave about this, that I have hard feelings about the fact that uh dick. Lance, Lance <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, yeah, we've still got teams like the Roosters cheating the cap anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, but it's just they're not good enough to win a, a championship with it. Um, next bit of news, uh, Shark Cameron McInnes broke the record for most tackles in a game with 81 against the Panthers in the weekend. Um, massive um, achievement. It's not the achievement you want to get uh, because if you're making that many tackles, it's generally because you're on the losing side which was the case here, and um, if his team learned how to hold the ball, he might have had a bit of a reprieve, but um, but it's a great achievement for him. Um, be buggered. I couldn't mm. imagine doing that many tackles, but what do you think about that type of achievement?
3: Yeah, it's a remarkable stat. Um, uh, we've seen Michael Luck do close to that. I think he got 78 or something in a game. Elijah
2: um, Taylor, I think, got 77 as well.
3: Yeah, but I bet I bet you anything Cam McInnes would would trade that stat for uh, the win against the Panthers. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's a nice wee feather in his cap.
2: Yeah, and Paul says it's a serious shift in the other players own a beer. Yeah. I think he'd rather just want some dental work, but um <laughs> <it> depends <laughs> depends on what you want. Um yeah. and uh next bit of news, we'll go on to the knights. Um the Knights are the newest team to be spied um, meeting with Justin Holbrook, um, but have come out and stated that Adam O'Brien's um, job is safe as head coach in 2024. Despite there were some news that um, Newcastle recently knocked back a contract ex- extension request from O'Brien's management, um, I think O'Brien's safe. Um, I think I've questioned him as a head coach there for a while, but they've been doing they've been doing reasonably well the past month. Um, and Holbrook's, let's be honest, um, after the kind of shock sacking, he's the hottest property on the market in terms of coaching. So mm. everyone's be interested in it. Everyone that's talked to him so far, I think, has been inquiring about bringing him in as an assistant anyway. Yeah. Um, but I suppose it's always a bit of paranoia for head coaches when you bring in a former head coach as an assistant that, you know, if you slip up, someone's ready to just jump in and take over. Um, mm. But, um, yeah, what's your thoughts on the Holbrook situation? Um, it feels like every team's reached out to one.
3: Yeah, I mean, you're right. Perhaps it's a assistant coach role-type type job that they're looking at. I, I feel that Adam O'Brien should be safe. I mean, they're on a bit of a charge, and I think, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they sneak in the eight. Put it that way, and, and the comp's been very close. Um, he's made some funny decisions, like obviously the biggest one trying to play Kalen Palmer at six when it's clear for pretty much anyone to see his best position is fullback. But also, I think he owned that and and realized it wasn't wasn't working, and he he was man enough to put his hand up and make the change. And ever since he's done that. Uh, they're pretty much gone on a bit of a tear. So, you know, I think that's a sign yeah. of a mature coach who's, yeah, I, I, I reckon he should be safe.
2: Yeah. I think if he had started the season with Ponger at fullback, um, they potentially could already be in the eight. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's at least um, shown progress that he knew it was wrong and fixed it as mm. opposed to sticking to his guns. So, yeah, I think he's more than safe. And, yeah, Holbrook will will be somewhere. We just don't know where. I, I think Jacko put a comment in that the Dogs are also reached out to him as well. Um, so he's got, like, six or seven clubs all interested. So you can guarantee he'll be at one. Um, he he doesn't really have an affiliation with Penrith, so I don't see him going to the Dogs. Yeah. Because that's against their MO. But, yeah, um, yeah he'll end up somewhere, um, which is, you know, i'm sure paul will love that great insight from me that justin holbrook will win somewhere um but next bit of news um try july is now over richie um there was five thousand we didn't really talk about it um on the shows but yeah five thousand dollars was um given for each try celebration from sports bet so i think the tally for the end of this year's or this month um it was four hundred thousand dollars that Sports are gonna donate to Nathan Stapleton and Daniel Anderson um for you know money to go towards their their recoveries. Um I, I love it. I it's I think if we saw tri celebrations every round every year, you would get over it. But I think having one month where that you can kind of let some personality shine through um it is um it's good for the game and it's a cheeky way of sports bet getting to trying to do a bit of um, gambling advertising. So it's a win-win, I guess, for that. Um, but what's your take on Try July and did you have a favourite celebration this year?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's great, obviously, to have raise, raised that amount of money for Nathan Stapleton and Daniel Anderson. And, and you're right, I think, obviously, it wouldn't be great and people would run out of ideas if it was year-round, but having a period of time it's fantastic uh personal favorite I don't know I think let's go with uh, To'o and and uh, Liam Martin with with their pretty sus celebration but it was uh yeah the I don't Blades know of what glory was the celebration place of glory it was wasn't it it was purely Blades for the break back purely f- it was one of the two purely for the laughs it was it was pretty funny.
2: Um, mine, I'm cheating. I'm going with the
3: girls in the limbo, but right. that was good. But
0: yes, Paul, you've got some insight as well. well as I was to say it's a shame that we're having to raise money for ex-players who are <laughs> or players who, who need recovery, right? NRL should be putting a hand in their pocket. They make enough money as it is, so um, mm-hmm. so it should be used for something else. But um, right. I was going to Ando say, yeah, was least... a coach.
2: Ando was a right. coach, so the RLPA doesn't um, help the coaches. So,
0: well, okay. Well, the, the NRL itself should, should help out coaches and, and members of the family. But- they are. Yeah.
2: They are. Yeah. They're just not doing it yet. It's round 25. Remember, we've done this on the show, Paul. You've got to take notes.
0: No, no, but, or... no, but not, not kind of like, oh, let's get the, let's let's give a, let, let, let's get, um we'll, we'll match donations by. No, put your hand in your pocket and just sort it out properly. To look... Don't make these guys have to worry and uh, as soon as it's a problem, deal with it, guys. You, you've got cash. You're, you're, you're a rich organisation. Sort it.
2: Um, I don't know. Then, I don't know, Paul. If if I got injured, like going boogie boarding, I don't see my work paying for
0: my my recovery. Sure, but you're not. Um, uh, it's uh, it's a different ball game. It's, what I, it's but uh, yeah, all right. no, I, the um, special bread. And at least look, at least we didn't have any of the um, at least no any other players doing like a, a Liverpool football club where they were like sniffing, pretending to sniff coke off the lines of the of the pitch or anything like that. So, uh, they kept it, uh, yeah, the players, uh, players kept it, uh, in, in good nature, which is good to see.
2: No, we saved that for Mad Monday. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last bit of news before we get into signings, um, SIN's, uh, radio mentioned this week that the NRL may force the Warriors to take their home final matches to Eden Park instead of keeping them at Mount Smart I haven't got too much information I did um look into a bit more before we went on here but um essentially finals footy um the NRL collects the money from the gate instead of the team's hosting so they dictate where the games are played um it's not just a Warriors thing um like I was mentioning with Paul before we went on here last year um Penrith got to play the first final in Penrith, and then the second one in in Sydney, uh, yep. in Sydney City, because you get more people to the game. So potentially, uh, if the Warriors get one or two finals, the first one maybe at Mount Smart, and the second one at Eden Park. Um, what? What's your take on it? We already know I don't I like hate, it. Hate, I hate <laughs> nothing more than Eden Park, but <laughs> they want they want more um, more more bums on seats and they can get that at Eden Park. So I understand the money-making thing of it, but also the Warriors don't play well at Eden Park. So I really don't want a deciding game in the finals going to a place where the Warriors aren't good at winning.
3: Nah, I don't like it. And I'm sure you don't either, Brad. Mount Smart's home. The atmosphere there is so much better. I think a sold-out Eden Park versus sold-out Eden Sold-out Eden Park versus a sold-out Mount Smart. It's a lot less people, but I'm sure the atmosphere would be better. Call me crazy. I don't know. I've loved the 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 show that the club has put on at Mount Smart this year for home games, especially the night games, you know, where they black out the stadium and put all the coloured lights out. It's, it's just a great product. Um, you could probably speak to that more having gone to it live, but I know on, on the telly it looks amazing.
2: it's been fantastic and um it's something the warriors themselves can't actually control if the nrl make that decision they there's not much they can do so i hope it's not going to happen um especially you know we we harp on about it we sound like um you know um complainers all the time but all all the crap they did through COVID. It feels just like another twist of the knife if you like you finally get finals footy, let's take it to the stadium that so many um, league fans despise yeah. and play it there. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, there's really been no official confirmation because as of yet, we don't know what the top eight is going to be and who's going to be playing where, so mm. we'll obviously get to talk about it a bit more um, in a couple of weeks when the finals um, start to take better shape, but... Um, yeah, I thought I'd better mention it now since it was kind of everywhere on socials today. Um, So we'll move into signings. Uh, We've got quite a few this week. So um, Blake Taff has officially announced that he's gone to the Bulldogs on a two-year deal. The Bulldogs have also confirmed um, the signing of um, the Weak Gutter Dog, uh, (laughs) Jermaine Salmon, on a two-year as well. So we basically have already talked about them, so you got anything else you want to add? Other than what we've said the past few weeks?
3: Not really. It's good good signing to the dogs. So I mean, we saw that their injuries hit hard this year. So, you know, really good for their depth to pick up a couple of guys from, from big clubs.
2: Yeah. And uh the Knights have extended the um the deal of Tyson Frizel. He's got another two years, which is a massive win for the Knights because um, it really looked like he was a player that could potentially end up elsewhere. So the fact they've managed to keep him is a, is a big win for them.
3: Yep, yep, definitely.
2: Um, um, Liam Martin has also re-signed with the Panthers for another three years, and they've also extended Tyrone Peachy for another year. Um, Two decent, you know, signings for the Panthers. Um, Dragons have signed um, Hummy Silly on a three-year deal. Um, Good win for the Dragons, and unfortunately the end of Silly's career, going to the Dragons, but (laughs) maybe he can turn it around. Um, the Knights also just announced today that they've signed Jack Cogger from the yep. Panthers on a three-year deal, which I think is a massive win for them. Um, he We haven't got to see a lot of him this year, but what we have, it shows he's very capable um, and could be a, a good player to um, to join up with, I'd assume, Hastings in the Harps. Don't know what it means for Gamble, but um, yeah, I, it could either be... Um, Maybe Hastings on the way out due to his age. I don't know. Um, But great talent to get. And then last one, Lee Leopards have signed Olivia Gildart, effective immediately. Um, So he kind of hasn't really been hitting the NRL like everyone thought he would. So he's gone straight back home. Yep. What's your take on those guys?
3: Uh The Panthers ones are good. Liam Martin... Uh, is massive for them. He's re- a real leader in their pack now and an established rep player. Peachy just seems to play well there too. I know he, he struggled when he left, but he just seems to suit that club well. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hame Sally's a good one for, for the Dragons. I think he's a goer. So, um yeah, good pick up there.
2: Yep. Now we'll go into injuries. Quite a few of these as well. Um Titans, um, they had Jojo Fafita injured his ankle and is going to miss the next few weeks. AJ Brinson, um, also tore his abdomen and will be assessed before his decisions made on if he'll face the Warriors or not. He has been named, but they're still wanting to do some checks. Um, Connolly, uh, Lemulumu from the Dolphins has failed an HIA and he was meant to have an 11 day stand down, but he's also been named, so I don't know what's going on. Um, There and Ewan Aiken will miss the week due to a knee injury Um, and the Sharks will Kennedy tore his hamstring and could potentially be out for the rest of the regular season and injury news but not an actual injury but Ryan Pappenhausen um, makes his return from his lengthy injury this week being named at fullback for the Sunshine Coast Falcons so I just throw a whole lot of injuries at you Richie uh, which Mm. I love to do but what's your take on all of those?
3: Will Kennedy's massive uh, for the Sharks who, you know, as we know, they're on a bit of a skid now, and they're, they're walking a bit of a tightrope, so nervous times for them. Brimson, yeah. uh, torn abdomens seems like it'd be pretty damn uncomfortable to play with, so see how he recovers there. Um, and, yeah, most of all, very exciting news about Ryan Pappenhausen, so, you know, I hope he comes back well, and get some match fitness back in those legs, and we can see him uh, wearing the purple again soon.
2: Yeah. Uh, it would be interesting to see um, how he goes. So, yeah, yeah. good news for him. Um, next to, to Naughty Boys. We're back to Naughty Boys. No girls um, did anything too bad this week. Just a few warnings. But Valentine Holmes um, had a grade 2 careless high tackle. He, uh, got, uh, he went to fight it. Um, and was unsuccessful, so he is out for four weeks, which is a massive blow for the Cowboys. Massive,
3: yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's the fact that he he had a sin bin the week before for a high tackle as well. Probably didn't didn't help him. I thought they were both okay. I thought uh, the one the week before was definitely fine. Um, huh? No,
2: it looked worse in terms of the impact oh. on the player. It was still fine, but it was just the impact because <laughs> yeah. Mitch Moses, you know, he, he knows how to how to fake an injury. Um but yeah, I, I thought they were fine. I think four weeks is far too much, but
3: hey, if it's um, good enough for Niakore.
2: True. Very true. But I was defending Niakore as well. Um, next one, Jack DeBellum from the Dragons. Um, he also tried to fight his charge. He had a grade two dangerous contact. He was also unsuccessful, so he's also got four weeks. Um, you could say it's a big loss for the Dragons, but it's doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter um, for them. It, it just makes it a bit easier to pick against them um, for you, not for me. I pick against them anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, tough luck for him. And then last one, Tyrone Peachy. He's got two matches for a grade three careless high tackle. That's um, what it is. It's not really uh, going to shake the Panthers to their core, losing Peachy. No. He's a handy player, but...
3: They cope with these well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um,
2: so, yeah, that's all of the, uh, the naughty boys. So we may as well get into uh, round 22, Richie. Sounds good. Starting with uh, the Broncos, defeating the Roosters 32-10.
3: And it was five tries to two the, for the Broncos. Herbie Farnworth, Ezra Mam, Patrick Carrigan with his first. Um, they were very excited about that. Katoni Staggs and Ezra Mam again just before full time. Two tries to the Roosters, Billy Smith and Daniel Tupo.
2: Yeah, so um, typical performance um, that for what we've come to expect from the Broncos this year. Um, they did make a lot of errors, um, which was probably a bit of a concern. But when the passes stuck, they were hard to stop. Um, they were defensively sound as well. They kind of made the Roosters look second rate. Um, and I think they're a very tough prospect for any finals team to have to face in the playoffs. Um, they just, um, yeah, I get, if you're a better team, I guess if they're making those errors, you can take advantage of it. But uh, they're just so dangerous with the ball in hand and they're getting so much better without it in hand as well. So... Uh, very, very dangerous and scary team right now. But what's your take on the Bronx?
3: Yeah, I pretty much agree with you, mate. They, I thought they were impressive. Uh, they had a few mishaps, uh, particularly with Walsh passing over the sideline a couple of times. But yeah, yeah. Once they find their groove, they're they're really great to watch. Um, yeah, they, unlike last year, they, I don't see a fade coming. I think they're they're ready and primed to go deep.
2: Yeah. And your thoughts on on your your favourite roosters?
3: Oh yeah, I, I think this could be, you know, a nail in the coffin for their season. Um, not great for my tip, but who cares? It's it's <laughs> fantastic to see them, to see them struggle. Um, yeah, this performance sums up their season pretty well. I think I thought their attack looked too wide without earning the right by going going forward, and they just look side to side and and didn't look threatening for most of the game and that's pretty much their season in a nutshell.
2: Yeah, before I go into my comments on the roosters, um there was an interesting quote from their their fearless leader, uh Teddy, where he basically said, like the team know it's it still or die, they they've got to get wins on the board. And it's a it's a bit late. There should be something you should know. Round one, but um <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're they're different. But they, you know, I praised them last week, um, where it looked like they were kind of Getting into sync finally, but they were back to being a clunky mess here. Um, they were struggling to string in the attacking phases together. Um, they were mismatched on defense. Um, they've got a lot of talent, but they just don't work as a team. And until they learn that, they're going to continue to struggle. And I want to give a, a little shout out to um, I think it was Billy Smith with um, one of the worst last last tackle kicks I've ever seen, um, which <laughs> led to, to Ezra Mam. <laughs> you know running the length of the field basically it was the worst case. he may as well have been a front rower kick in it to be honest um, but yeah horrible but you're your player of the match
3: I went patty Carrigan um you could almost say his name every week he's another one of those guys like like Payne Haas who gives you at least an eight out of ten every week um but he got his first NRL try and I think he it was the 78th I think it was the 78th NRL game, so um, it's nice to see people like Pat Carrigan and um, uh, what's his name over at the Tigers?
2: Alex Twal.
3: Yeah, Alex Twal. Um, yeah. Get off their big droughts. So. But yeah, yeah Paddy Carrigan, he's always good, but I'll give him his flowers because he got his first try.
2: Yeah. I went with Ezra Man. so we're, we're doing the reverse uno you know, here, you picking a, a forward, me going with a half. Um, thought he's just been dangerous, you know. He got that double, and like that second try he got was as much as it was given to him on a platter. He still had to work to to finish Mm. it, but um, I think he's really grown in confidence this year. Oh, yeah, and um, yeah, very he's a very talented half that I think's got a big future.
3: Oh, he's Um, only super, he's only super young too. I'm pretty sure he's younger than Reese Walsh, so yeah, yeah, massive future,
2: yeah. So, next game, um. The Rabbitohs defeating the Tigers,
3: 32-18. Six tries to three here uh, for the Rabbitohs. Alex Johnston with a hat-trick. Um, how many times has he done that? Yeah. Isaiah Tass, Keon Koloma Tangi, and Cameron Murray. Three tries for the Tigers. Api Coruscant, Isaiah Papali'i, and Funua Pole.
2: Yeah, uh, a decent win for the Rabbits here, but to be honest, I expected more. Um I know that sounds bad, you know, 32-18 is not a bad score, but um, I thought the Rabbitohs should have really shown their authority in this match and really, um, you know, blown them off the park, but um, yeah, their attack looked dangerous with the return of Latrell Mitchell, but the Tigers just dragged them into a tight tussle for a little bit, And um, but to their credit, the Rabbitohs class did um, allow them to push on, um, a good win, but I don't think it's the one that's going to strike fear into the other playoff contenders right now. and um, But at least AJ's hat trick got him closer to that try scoring record like we talked about last week.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was anticipating a bigger score, but I guess it goes to show there there are no easy games this time of year. Uh, they'll be very happy to see Big Trowell return and he had some really nice touches after a long layoff. So, um, yeah, that's good for them. He gives them a lot, a lot of confidence. Yeah, and
2: your thoughts on the, the poor old Tigers?
3: Yeah, poor old Tigers. I, better effort this week, I, I felt, so that's something. Um, they were really in the game until the Bunnies scored twice in the last quarter, and then that kind of took the game away. But I thought the Tigers showed good fight for a lot of this game.
2: Yeah, I kind of got the same. I, I said that the Tigers came to play and showed fight um for the majority of the match, but they just didn't have the firepower to take control. RP Coruscant offered some spark, but it just wasn't enough. Um it's been a tough year for mm. them as we've been saying a lot, but at least it's almost over and they're they're another week closer to going to the, the Tron. So I'm sure they're all looking forward to that. Um, your player the stand out
3: <laughs> Who wouldn't look forward to going to the Tron? Um I'm looking forward to it. I got it on the calendar man I'm counting down. <laughs> I put I put Latrell. Yeah, it's just great to see him back after a long layoff, and he does he does add uh, you know different dimensions to their to their play. And I'm sure the the more games he gets under their belt, and they have a bit of a nice run in, I th- I'm sure we'll see them pick up their um, pick up their level. Yeah, I went with
2: him too. Um, I'm I'm quite harsh on the guy a lot of the time, and um, I know there was a bit of news this week with Gus Gould kind of sticking it to him as well. Um, and I, I kind of throw that away because Gus Gould's team's got Haynes Pyramid fullbacks, so what you know, it just sounds like jealousy there a little bit to me. But oh, he'd yeah, he take he, him he, in a heartbeat, yeah, he, he'd be in a Bulldogs fullback jersey now if he yeah, had the chance um, in a heartbeat. But yeah, he he is he does have a bit of a reputation of being a, a bit lazy and not looking for the ball if it's not coming his way, and the Rabbitohs need him to do that, but I. I've seen that this year when he's been playing, that he has been a bit more active. So, um, yeah, I think he he's very dangerous when he gets in that attacking mood. So mm. we'll, we'll see what happens um, as the run to playoffs continues. But next game, final game on Friday, uh, Storm toweling up the yield, 46-16.
3: Did they ever? Eight tries to three in favor of the Storm for mm. – for the Storm, Harry Grant went over twice. Jerome Hughes, Ali Katoa, Josh King, uh, Marion Seve, Cam Munster, and Will Warbrook with the try scorers For the Eels, Sean Russell, Jermaine Hopgood, and Luca Moretti with the try scorers
2: Yeah, um, I assume the Storm would make a statement match after their upset loss last week, and I was right here. Um, it was almost a perfect performance. Um Hard to stop attack, low error rate, outstanding defense. Um, Storm may be back on track um, after this, but this week's match is going to be the real um, testing to see how good they are um, because they have to play the Panthers. So, you know, if they can beat the Panthers or at least, you know, go toe-to-toe with them, then we know they're, they're back in the right frame of mind for finals. Um, but what's your take on the Storm?
3: I thought it was a big bounce back from the storm, as as they so often do, bouncing back from a from a tough loss. I really wish I'd taken that into consideration when I was doing my tipping, um, <laughs> but I need to come back somehow. So you know, I'm not thinking with my head all of the time. Um, yeah, I thought they looked really slick this week, and, and their spine did did a lot of damage. When that spine's on, they're um, they're very hard to stop
2: yeah i don't even want to mention the multi i was going to say if paul hadn't made the error about accidentally picking the raiders we were going to get the multi but then sunday blew us off the park anyway so um we won't we won't talk about it um i i I see it there 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 it it is there it goes so yeah if the raiders one was in by accident we still would have been out so it is what it is i was very
3: upset um but, but, yeah, remember, but remember, I picked the Knights too.
2: You did, you did. So you have got a nice little tick there on my little sheet. So well yeah. done,
3: you. Thank um, you.
2: But your thoughts on the Eels? <laughs>
3: um, yeah, another big name team walking, walking a tightrope to the finals. Um, yeah, they just weren't in this one at all whatsoever, They're completely outclassed. And uh, wouldn't they love to have RCG and Dylan Brown out there right now?
2: Well, Dylan Brown's back
3: this week. but Yeah.
2: Um, Might be yeah, too little, yeah. too late. Too little, too late, yeah. Um, they're just back to being poor again. It's It seems one week we're praising how good they are the next week, how rubbish they are. Um, but they just couldn't figure out a way through the Storms' defense. They lost the battle in the middle, and as we've come to expect in these tough matches, Mitch Moses disappeared. Um, <laughs> this was around the time last year um, – it was this was the time the Eels started to build momentum that saw them go as far as they mm. got, you know. Mm. Um, but I just don't think history is going to repeat this year. I think that team that's going to be more there will be a team that builds momentum and goes deep into the finals, but it's not going to be the Eels this year.
3: Yeah, agree. Um,
2: your player to stand out, I think we picked the same one this week.
3: Yeah, hard to go past you. I uh, pretty, I was pretty sure we were going to go the same, same way here, but. Yeah he just had one of those games where he, everything he touched turned to gold.
2: Yeah, I went with him so he thought it was outstanding um as Rue mentioned earlier um he had a great try celebration with the Sadukan. Um yeah. oh, good. was a yeah, great great night out for him. Um so next game um the first upset I guess we could say maybe um Knights defeating the Raiders 28-6.
3: Mm. Well, it wasn't an upset if you asked me, because you know, yes, because you picked well, it. Yes, I saw this coming. Um, not quite to the tune of that scoreline, but it was four tries to one. Kalen Ponga, Greg Marzu, Dom Young, and Tyson Gamble for the Knights. Just the one try for the home team, uh, Jordan Rapana.
2: Yeah, um, the Knights' momentum continues to grow. This is their fourth win in a row. Um, They did make a lot of errors, a bit like what I said about the Broncos earlier, but they were able to defend their way out of trouble, which is something we've kind of related to the Warriors this year where they drop the ball, but then they they make sure they defend the set they've lost. Um, But their attack looked crisp, and um, if they keep performing like this, they could have a decent stab at returning to the playoffs. Um, But what's your take on the Knights'
3: Yeah, really nice performance, and now they're on a winning streak as well. they I think they're starting to look really comfortable now that they have established their spine. And Pong is back there for the last few weeks. Their back five going really well. Um, yeah, momentum's a great thing. They seem to have the wind in their sail now, and I think they'll go close.
2: and your thoughts on the the Raiders?
3: Not the best day at the office for them Sorry Simon Must have been a little bit of a hard watch But yeah they'll want to get back to winning ways pretty quickly If they want to stay established in that top 8 um, Yeah it's, tight. it's a tight tight comp So all, all, all of these performances like this With each one that goes by it, it gets, You'll be getting more and more nervous
2: Yeah Yeah um... The Raiders have been doing well lately. Um, but they just never got off the start line here, uh, which is a big concern for their chance of playing finals. Um they couldn't hold on to the ball and were at six and sevens against the Knights attack. Um Sticky has made some changes this week, but is it too little, too late? I don't know. Um and yeah, uh, Paul's put on the uh, on the notes there Knights, Panthers, and Broncos are the top form teams four and zero in the don't last five
3: rounds. The Warriors are like six from their last seven. Don't don't leave them yeah, out, Paul. Yeah.
2: We got that one that one loss that Paul um, cost us by coming to the game. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we would have been up there with that. But uh, there's still a couple of rounds to go for us to to join that echelon. But your player to stand out. I know we've gone different here.
3: Yeah, I just put KP. I think Pong has been going really nicely. And, you know, when he goes well, the Knights are going well. So he's leading well from the front.
2: So KPs there, Nico Hines. If they win, you pick him, right? Um, I went with yeah. Dan Gagai. I I thought it was Gagai's best game in a long while. Yeah, agree. Set up a yeah. few nice tries. Um, but yeah, it was um, yeah, I thought a, a decent outing for him. And I kind of knew you would go with Ponga. Eddie yeah, yeah. Roo said no more live games for Paul. Um, <laughs> I'm doing my best, uh, unless I'm, it's
3: against I'm, the Tigers, someone I'm like sure.
2: that. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't know. Um, next game, Manly defeating the Dragons 24 18. And yes, I have banned Paul. Um, I ban, <laughs> I'm very superstitious with who I take to Warriors games.
3: so He is, I can vouch for that. Uh, yeah, but this game, it was four tries to three in favor of Manly. Uh, Tulata Okola, uh, Homole Olukuatu, Ruben Garrick, and Jason Saab were the try scorers for the Dragons, Francis Molo. Billy Burns, Tyrell Sloan.
2: Yeah, um, this was a strange win for Manly. Um, they only had 39% possession um, due to a poor error rate, but um, they did enough with – they basically had two patches of form, uh, you know, between the 20th and 30th minute and between the 40th and 50th minute, and that's where they got all their points. Um A win's a win, um, but I wouldn't be happy if I was a Manly fan, Um, and they need a big improvement before they face the Roosters this week. Um, Jacko said the Dragons were robbed. Uh, It should happen more often. Um, (laughs) uh, But what's your take on Manly?
3: What a hater. Uh, (laughs) um, I thought Manly did enough damage in the first half and early in the second, but sort of similar to last week, I think, looked like they gassed in the second half. And, mm. and the dragons were able to get themselves back into the match so yeah i think for manly the, a key focus for them will be working on playing for that full lady
2: yeah um and your thoughts on on the dragons
3: <laughs> uh yeah, good fight from them i, I thought their sinbin came at, at the wrong time and hurt their momentum um i don't agree with the sinbin whatsoever though to be honest yeah. what what do you think of that
2: Yeah, I was fully, fully endorsing the Simbin. Of course you were. I knew... (laughs) Get him get him. on. No, I I thought it was harsh, but, you know, he's got four weeks now, so obviously the NRL disagree with us. Um,
3: How much of a minefield has that been?
2: Oh, yeah, I feel like you sometimes just throw a dart at the board and whatever number you get is how many weeks you get. But, um, yeah, I'm actually... I was giggling a little bit because my notes on the Dragons are reasonably confident or uh, complimentary, I should say. Um, Mm. But I thought the Dragons were tough. Um, They did cough up a few chances that cost them in the end. Um, And I think you could probably put it down to a lack of confidence um, after a poor year, but they haven't given up. So that's a positive. Um, It's a slim slim positive to have if you're a Dragons fan. But Mm. um, we talked a few weeks ago that, um, when they were playing the Warriors, it just looked like you know, most of the team did not want to be there, so at least they're, they're you know, trying to stick it out. Um, they're all counting down the days to the season's over, but um, they're not just going to let teams walk all over them. Um, mm. but your, your player,
3: I think we've gone the same side of the field. Um, we, we have. <laughs> I went colder. He he looked great, he's. Yeah, just looks dangerous, so fast. Um, I think that's a strong side of the field for them.
2: Yeah, I went with Saab, same reasons basically. He looks strong yeah. and he's fast. Um, yeah, it's a good recipe. So, <laughs> yeah, so, um, <laughs> next, next game, um, we talked uh, kind of about upsets, but this one kind of went a little bit how I expected. Panthers defeating the Sharks 28 0.
3: Yeah, five tries to nil here. Um, Jerome Luai... Isaiah Yeo, Brian Toor, uh, Taruva, and Liam Martin. Zero for the Sharks.
2: Yeah, um, usual dominant display um, we've become used to with Penrith. Um, their attack was measured and deadly despite the lack of competition. Um, and while they didn't have to work that hard on defense, they refused to let the Sharks get into the match. Um, Sharks, you know, we have talked about it before, one of the most deadliest player teams with the ball in hand. So to hold them to zero is a massive, um, a massive deal. But um yeah, just um solid outing for the Penrith, but what was your take on them?
3: Yeah, a very suffocating performance from the champions. Didn't give the sharks an inch and took their chance as well with the ball. Uh, but yeah, it was their defense. Their defense was awesome. Earned them earned them a very um hard earned donut on the board from the sharks. Yeah, and your your take on the sharks. Uh, I didn't expect them to come out of this game with, with the two points, given their recent form. Um, but yeah, they obviously completely shut out. Um, if they drop another game or two in the coming weeks, the nerves will ramp up big time with regards to the top eight finish.
2: Yeah, um, not much to say about the Sharks. They offered nothing with the ball in hand, and they're just not a top eight worthy team. Uh, full credit to McInnes for the new tackling record, but he's only given that chance um, due to his team being school grade level with mm. the ball in hand. Um, we picked the same guy, um, I know, yeah. for our, our guy, but who'd you
3: pick? Clary. Uh, yeah. Don't even need yeah. to say why. It's just Clary.
2: Yeah. Same reason, Clary. Um, yeah. Need we say more? Yeah. Uh, first first game of the horrible Sundays for our tipping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The Bulldogs defeating the Dolphins 23 22.
3: Yeah, the doggies getting up. Um, it was four tries apiece, so goal kicking was important here. Um, for the Dogs, Viliami Cacao on, on return, he, he picked up a try. Braden Burns, Jake Averello, Blake Wilson for the Dolphins, Jermaine Isako, Anthony Milford with two, and Valent Valence Tifari. Um, yeah, Jermaine Isako had a chance to win the game at the end but not to be poor jermaine um yeah. hard fought match
2: here with the bulldogs holding on for the win um they got that field goal just before half time and it was a head scratcher for me i was like why why do it um but that ended up being the perfect play because it got them yeah. to win um didn't yeah. force it to golden point um they did let in a few easy tries um, but they didn't show any signs to quit which i think is a good side um, good sign for a team with nothing to play for um, looked a more dangerous team with Kakao back um, and they may um, score a few more wins before the year's over um, if they play like this but what's your take on the, on the
3: doggies uh yeah satisfying win for the dogs showing what they can do with a few troops back on board I thought they did well to outgrind a team that's been very good at grinding out games this year Um yeah, masterstroke from um Eddie Burton. He, he he could see the game unfolding into a tight one and took the early one point, <laughs> turned out to be the the difference.
2: Yeah, and your take on on the Dolphins?
3: A disappointing result uh, for the Dolphins, who they would have still been clinging onto hope of a of a top eight finish. Realistically now, though, it's it's very tough this year, but looking to next year with Flegler, Farnworth, Avarillo all coming on board next year, they'll they'll be very formidable.
2: Yeah, and um, before I talk about them, um, Paul's brought up, yeah, Dolphins had six wins in the first 10 rounds and two wins since, which we we didn't expect a lot out of them this year, Richie, when we were doing our yeah. predictions, but no. when they started performing well at the start of the year, we kind of were in unison talking about, we kind of expect them to drop off as the season goes on, Um so, yeah, that's what we um, are seeing, unfortunately. But they did dominate a lot of the stats here. Um, they just left their run too late. Um, a few poor calls didn't help them. I thought the, the last try Bulldogs got looked a bit forward to me. But um, yeah, I was biased. Yeah. I, I had money on the game. So I was, I was very biased. Um, but, yeah, they um, they show, they show promise with ball in hand. Um and I think they will have a decent shot of making finals next year Um, once they've learnt the lessons of their first year running around. But I know we went different um with our player. Who was your player?
3: I uh, put Medi Burton. I thought he was good. Mm. All's difference right back
2: in the world. You're picking the
3: half. Yeah, the difference maker in the end.
2: Yeah, I went with Kakao. Yeah. Um, I just saw it was an immediate impact you saw and that when he went off the field, you saw the Bulldogs kind of drop a level again. And then when he came back on, they went back up. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's true. And yeah um, cheeky field goals. aren't going to get you the tick in my book, Richie. So I, I went <laughs> with the big, the big forward, um, which takes us to the last game. Uh, Titans. reversing the bubble with the poor old Cowboys. 22, 13.
3: Yeah. I enjoyed this one. Um, Four tries to two for the Titans, A.J. Brimson, Philip Summy, Jaden Campbell, and Khan Pereira. Two tries for the Cowboys, Semi May, Cohen, Hess.
2: Yeah, um, this was the upset of the round for me. Um, The Titans should have been blown off the park here with how the Cowboys are going, but they didn't get the memo. Um, They bullied the Cowboys up the middle and created space for um, Sami and Carl Pereira to ask plenty of questions of the Cowboys. Um, Losing AJ Brimson um, during the match could have been the final nail in the coffin for them, but Jaden Campbell stepped up and put on a fantastic performance. Um, A hard team to figure out, the old Titans, um, but that's what makes them dangerous this week for the Warriors.
3: Mm. Yeah, I thought it was a massive effort from them to stop the form team of the competition. Um, I thought their forwards stepped up in the absence of, Tino and then off the back of that, uh, F- Foz, the old dog, the crafty old dog, and and the the other little men as well. Um, off the back of that look really dangerous.
2: Yeah, and um your your thoughts on the cowboys.
3: Uh definitely a little a little down from their lofty heights of the last few weeks. Um now with Val Holmes out for a few weeks and Jeremiah and I still out. A few big a few big weeks await the Cowboys um in terms of their finals prospects.
2: Yeah, and Jacko's mentioned Peyton looked shell shocked in the presser and even blamed Origin um for his players. Um that's something it's it wasn't here when Peyton was with the Warriors. But I've noticed that when he went to the Cowboys, whenever they lose, he's got a bit of a sticky in him and he, he kind of blames everything. But his team, um they they had this game in the bag if they did everything they've been doing the past few weeks, but they didn't. Um, they've been on a massive roll and have looked unstoppable, you know, me even going, oh, they could probably beat, you know, the Broncos right now and things like that. And perhaps they were just cocky leading into this match and um, their quick start, you know, getting two tries in the first 15 minutes, maybe that, um, maybe that solidified that cockiness. Um, and it looked like they either switched off or ran out of gas. I'm not sure which one. Um, this was a must-win um, for their playoff hopes, and while they're still in the eight, um, any more efforts like this could see them missing the finals, and like Paul's put in, they have to play the Broncos and the Panthers. So this was a game they weren't, they couldn't afford to lose, and they just let it go. Mm. Yeah, uh,
3: hopefully, the Bronco, stand out. hopefully the Broncos and Panthers get them. I <laughs> wouldn't mind them ruled out. Um, I put foreign, called him the crafty old dog a moment ago. And, you know, he, he was really good. Trisys forty twenty, Um, he's looking really good right now. He looks, he looks like, you know, a, a older and slower version of, of the old foreign, but, you know, like I said, very, very experienced, very crafty, leads them around really well.
2: Yeah. I went with David Fafita. um, I know, 80% of the time on this show, I, I stick it to him. So, you know, you've got to you've, give him some love sometimes.
3: You've turned a corner on him, haven't you?
2: Uh He's doing a lot more work. Which he's turned a corner. Complaint. Yeah. He, I think he I, – I did have the stats. I think he ran for like 167 metres or something in this game. And um, he's he's been – he stepped up with Big Tino out to kind of do yep. a bit more of the work, which is what they need from him. And uh hopefully he's – put all that effort into this game so we, he has a, a backside slide this week um, mm. hopefully but that was the round so that will bring us to the ladder or the tips whichever one Paul decides to do first no don't show us the Maltese again please Do <laughs> were the ladder so um you did top eight last week didn't you
3: No, I did bottom eight last week, I'm pretty sure.
2: So you do top eight then.
3: All right. It's one through five are all pretty much the same as last week's. Panthers one, Broncos two, Warriors three, Melbourne four, Raiders five. Uh, South's jumped to number six, and Sharks down to seven, Cowboys down to eighth.
2: Yeah, and then uh, the bottom nine, Newcastle have gone up to ninth, Manly – 10th eels have gone down to 11th, titans have gone up to 12th, dolphins have stayed where they are at 13, roosters went down to 14, bulldogs up to 15. Uh, the uh, dragons gone down to 16, and tigers have stayed where they've been most of the year, dead last. So, yeah. Um, also, I guess I reckon it's only a, a battle between the uh the nine now. I think we kind of said that last week as well, but I think after the round just gone, it's The top eight's going to consist out of, you know, eight of those nine teams at the top. I think Manly down or out. Who knows? That may change next week, but... You could do. And You want to bring up our our tips, Paul? We don't really have to look at it. We all did the same, um, which basically means everything is um, staying exactly where it is. Simon got five out of eight for 103 out of uh, 164. I got five out of eight, one point behind him at 102 out of 164. And Richie got five out of eight, um, going with 97 out of 164. So um, exact same brackets as last week. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, interesting times. And I'm um, looking at the tips that uh, that uh, Simon's put through, and I don't see much changing. It looks like we've picked the same. Spoilers ahead. <laughs> <laughs> So QA. just q and No, we've got one little quick bit first. Um, just the NRL double oh, round two results. Um, Titans defeated the Broncos 17-16. Raiders defeated the Brewsters 24-14. Dragons defeated the Eels 38-12. Cowboys defeated the Knights 31-20. And then the Tigers undefeated still um, 10-0 over the uh, the Sharks. So um, There were some good games in there again. Um it's good to see the Tigers doing what the boys can't.
3: Um, yeah.
2: But, yeah, any any thoughts on the the woman before we move into questions with Paul? Uh,
3: no, I didn't actually catch any of the games in in total. I caught the highlights packages of them all. Um, yeah, it looks like some nice play. Um, the Titans-Broncos game looked like a nail-biter, so, yeah. Yeah.
2: Some good um, matches there, and real, real good skill levels. So um, exciting to see. So, um, question time, Paul. Oh, Paul's left. So um, I know there are some questions in there. Um, bear with me. I'll do it because oh, Paul's back. Oh, no, he's not. Bugger. No, there,
0: you're it, back, Paul. There it's he back. is. I'm back. So, sorry, I might my, my for some reason it's, um, it lost my camera, so. I popped out, popped back in again. So, yeah, so questions from the live chat then. Ken Wills, what's your thoughts on uh, Katoa um, from the storm this season? Um, I don't think he would be playing this year for us
3: the way we are going.
2: Do you want to take it first, Richie, or me?
3: I mean, hard to argue when you look at how our back row's been performing. Um, Jackson Ford on, on the left edge has been tireless workhorse, played every game. Um, has he played every game? I'm pretty no, sure he was he's the, got he was injured. yeah. He's gone close though. He's played in nearly every game and tends to play the eighty. Um near Kore when he's been um not injured or suspended, has been a mainstay and playing really, really well. And then we've had others like Karan off the bench. And I I think our back row's been going really well. Hard to argue. But then uh, he looks like he's found a place at the storm. I think he's had some really nice moments there as well. So it might just be uh, you know. Uh, best, best for both teams, what's what's played out?
2: Yeah, I think Katoa's been fantastic for the Storm when he's been on the field. Um, but we were talking about it um, with Ruin Hammer when we were watching the game. Um, as great as Katoa's been going, he wouldn't be playing for the Warriors right now. Um, he's been good, but Jackson Ford, Nakore, Barnett, Curran, they've all kind of got that spot. So if he was with us... Um, Potentially, we may not have got like a Ford. Um, but yeah, I, I think best for both worlds. He's really flourishing with the storm, and the Warriors aren't missing him. So um, yeah, great outcome. But I, I'm a massive fan. So I'm happy yeah, he's. Yeah,
0: definitely. And then from Ben, um, what are your thoughts on the storm and some interest in, in Haas?
2: Smart. Um, I yeah. would be. If I heard any team saying they weren't interested in him, he's, you know, arguably the best front rower in the competition. Um, depending on what side of the Tasman you're on, I guess. But um, he, yeah, he's one of the best players running around. So if you are, if you've got the room to try to bring him in, I don't see why you wouldn't. Mm. And, and if they you lost look at experience,
3: yeah. Oh, if you look at the the area, if you looked at the Storms roster and said where would they be lacking? I think it's probably depth in their middles, and mm-hmm. he would be an instant fix to that problem.
0: Yeah. Cool. That's the, uh, that's the question from the live chat. That's the questions, Uh
2: We'll go with your one first to me.
3: Sure. Um, looking at the Roosters' poor form this year, do you think that this season has been, been an anomaly, or can you see them struggling to be a top eight team next year and beyond?
2: It's not an anomaly. I was a year off last year. I predicted they wouldn't make the eight. I you was did confident. too. I was confident the Roosters were going to fall apart, but they just it was a year too early for me. Um, I would be surprised if they're not a top eight team next year, just because we expect that from the Roosters. And this may be a wake up call for them to actually address the issues and actually work on how to be a team as opposed to being a. Uh, a roster full of talent um, that they just buy from everywhere else. So um, I think it's a one-off, a bit kind of a bit like how the Broncos, you know, had that wooden spoon era. It, it was took them a little bit longer to come back, but um, yeah, I think the Roosters will will buy their way out of trouble potentially. <coughs>
3: it's not a bad shout. They have history. Nice. <coughs> One more. There Let's, you go. You again. <laughs> um, what's
2: your thoughts on it?
3: Um, yeah, yeah, they, I wouldn't be surprised if they go next year like this as well. I think, um, maybe they've gone a little long now with their current regime and, and way of, way of playing. I think maybe some, I think a lot of the teams in the competition may have figured them out. Um, I I think their roster will still be solid enough. I think. You, you, you lose so Lee, uh while well, he's there, still there next year, isn't he? But then they get, they get if, Hudson Young. If they keep him, they might. If keep they him keep him, out. him, yeah, they get um, not Hudson Young, Dominic Young, who's look how well he's going. Um, They're getting a
2: few Spencer new as well.
3: Yeah, uh, if I were, if I were Dom Young, I'd want to be back flipping. He's going really well where he is. But um, yeah, look, it's it's a tough one to say because they could come yeah. out next year and kill it. Um, but, yeah, they have to sort out whatever demons they have going on in their organisation this year.
2: Definitely. My question to you, uh, the Knights are on a bit of a roll now, 4-0, um, while the Cowboys suffered a wee hurdle with their their loss. If you had hmm. to pick one of those two to make the eight, which one are you backing?
3: Um, okay. Forecasting things, uh, I'm not the greatest. Weatherman, but um, looking at their runs home, I would say the Knights. If I were to take a stab, um, if you'd asked me this last week, I would have said Cowboys, but you know, they've, they've taken a setback and they've got a couple of tough games coming up. Uh, yeah, something just gives me a good feeling about the Knights and the momentum they have, but I wouldn't be surprised if either. If, if it went either way. I mean, both these sides are on the cusp, but yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I'd be picking the Knights right now. Last week I would have picked Cowboys, but um, Cowboys losing the game that they should have won. Knights winning a game I thought they would lose. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, like Paul mentioned already, Cowboys have got Panthers and the Broncos. So if they play, they, they could potentially upset the Broncos, maybe, if they sort their sort their crap out this week but I don't see them beating Penrith, so I think the Knights will get them. The The plus side, I guess, for the Cowboys is they still have a buy-up this leave. Yeah, true. Help. But, um, yeah, at the moment, just based on this week, I'm going with Knights. Um, yeah. So That's all our questions, so we'll go into round 23, and we finally get to have a picture of the Warriors again um, for the Warriors-Titans game, playing 8 p.m. New Zealand time, scheduled don't know what that means for when their players are going to come out, but <laughs> yeah, good um, one of two remaining games in Australia for the Warriors. So if you want to give us the rundown of the Warriors lineup.
3: Stay safe, Brad. What have you done? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a really settled looking lineup now, isn't it? Um mm. Chan's at number one, Dallin and Marcelo Montoya in the wings, Rocco Berry and Adam Pompey in the centres, Metcalf and Johnson in the halves, Fnor Blake, Wadey and Mitch Barnett front row, Jackson Ford, Maratini Akore, Torhu Harris uh, as the back row, interchange of Dylan Walker, Bunty Afua, Bailey Surin and Josh Curran, Jastavanga 18th man, so interesting to see what happens there.
2: Yeah, and then for the Titans, we've got A.J. Brimson named despite injury at fullback. We've got uh, Khan Pereira and Sami on the wings, Brian Kelly and Aaron Shoup in the centres, uh, Kieran Ford and Tana Boyd in the halves, mwaki um, Fotoweka at front row, Sam Ferrell's hooker, Isaac Louie um, at the other front row, David Fafida and Joe Stimson in the second row, and Aaron Clark at lock with Jaden Campbell, Chris Randall, Cleese Haas, and Isaac Um, on the bench. Um, Decent lineup for the Titans. I still think they're dangerous. The Warriors, I am picking, though. Um, I think the Warriors will get the job done. Question is, with Jazz, do you think he's going to be in the 17, and if so, who's he replacing?
3: I mean, all things being equal, and if he's fit enough, I'd, I'd love him in the interchange. Depends what his match fitness is like. He's been out for a while, so presumably he doesn't have match fitness. Um, yeah, I'd love to see him in there. If I were to chop somebody f- for him, probably s- it's tight between Serenin and Bunty.
2: Yeah, I think he will be in, and, yeah, I'd be – me, I'd be taking out Serenin In terms of what I see there, um, I think, like for like, Jazz and Serenin are the closest. Yeah, um, yeah. If they want to use, they use Jazz a lot in the middle. So Bunty could be the one that that misses out there too. But I think um, there was uh, Tony Kemp, I think, was talking about it today on um, Sense saying that there's a couple of weeks left before finals. Jazz doesn't have that match fitness. So throwing him in now is a way to get that back as opposed to having him sit there on on the bench doing nothing. Um, You know, he's not going to get his match fitness that way. So um, yeah. Bring him in now, um, it would be for me. But, yeah, who are you picking in this game? And Paul may as well sneak in too since he, he knows Simon's stuff.
3: I'm going Warriors.
2: Oh, I see. You don't want to try to, to get Do your points me to... up in this way?
3: <laughs> Not in this game, no. I, I'm <laughs> i going the, the uh, bias pick.
2: Yeah, and Paul, what has <clears throat> Simon said?
3: And someone's
0: gone for the Warriors as well.
2: Yeah, $1.37. Um, yeah. yeah. The favourites in this one. And we do, yeah, we have a comment that, um, yeah, can't take the Titans lightly after that Cowboys win. Yeah. Um, can't can't I, I take anyone I, lightly. I, the, I know we've talked a lot about the Warriors' remaining games against bottom eight teams. Titans and Manly are the two teams I am worried about out of those clashes just because the Titans, for some reason, do like to drag the Warriors into a fight. Yeah, um, I still think the Warriors will have the edge here, and I think Webby is a good enough coach where he he's kind of got the heads on straight, so they don't go and take teams lightly. Mm. Potentially, we'll see.
3: I think I think yeah, the, they're all bottom eight teams we've got from here on in. You prepare every game like it's a finals match. Um, yeah, there's no easy games this time of year, even against even against the Tigers and teams like that. It's you prepare like you're taking on the top dog and giving your own.
2: Last home game for the year is an easy game against the
3: dragons. You would say that.
0: So yeah, but R- 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 rolling out all the cliches one after the other. Never any other game. I've got,
3: or... I've, got a, I've got a book of them. I've got a book somewhere.
2: Yeah, and um, Jacko's put a comment in saying that the only threat from Titans is long range breakout tries, cover that and we win. Yeah. Um Khan Pereira and Sami, I'm concerned if they get a break. I don't know if we've got anyone fast enough to catch them, and um, Foran's crafty, and Fafita is always—it's always a bit of a, a monster when he is in the mood. So, you know, shut him down in the middle, which I feel Finow Blake can do, and yeah, keep those wingers quiet, and you should be fine.
3: They may lose Brimson, but then they'll just bring in Jaden Campbell, and he's just as good.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll go into the rest of the round after we've all picked the Warriors there. Um, first game on Thursday, Roosters-Seagulls. Um, this one was hard, but I've gone with the Roosters. I'm picking, you know, home field advantage.
0: Mm, I'll go Manly. you go Manly? Uh, so I was going Roosters, but gotta like say, look, Manly, have got the better of the form at the moment, three from one, whereas um, Roosters only uh, one from three. Um, but um, yeah, the CEOs look four from five away from home. They're not great, it's, uh, they're not great on the road, to be honest.
2: You, you mustn't have been listening earlier when I said that James Tedesco acknowledged that you know every game is a, is a must win game now. <laughs> so, they the Roosters have understood the objective of the NRL,
0: which is to win games, and yeah, they know they're the assignment to, now. You're going to do it, they're, they're going to win. <laughs> so, yeah, um, sorry, sorry, so, yeah, so Roosters, right, I'm um, going go, Simon's going to the Roosters.
2: And then we've all gone Warriors for the first game on Friday night. But the second game, probably the match of the round, Panthers versus Storm. Um, i go on Panthers. Um, Panthers, yeah, Panthers. Just yeah, you
3: have got a
0: table. top of the table for a reason, you know. Yeah. Wow, there's an insightful comment from uh, from Brad there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Pan- yeah, Panthers again. Um, they're they're four zero at the moment in their form, whereas Storm are two and two. The uh, so not in uh, not in great form at the moment. Um, so, yeah, the Panthers even um, bigger favourites than the Warriors at $1. thirty-five.
2: Yeah. Richard brings the cliches and I bring the obvious insights. That's what we do. That's <laughs> skill set. Um, the first game on Saturday, Cowboys-Broncos. I've gone Broncos. Um, I was going to go with Cowboys until the Cowboys lost in the weekend. I had it in my mind a week out. This was going to be my um, catching up to Simon moment. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't see... The Broncos are humming right now, and I think the cowboys without valentine as well i just don't see where they're going to get their
3: points hmm yeah Oh, gone broncos
0: yeah look you got to go broncos broncos um away form is amazing they've won 9 and only lost once away from home um right. in this season the broncos um love yes. to uh, love to because love to get on the road
2: most most of their road games are still in brisbane that's why but you
0: know it is what it is. Two 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 of their road games were in Brisbane, right? The Dolphins and Magic Round. Everything else has been on the road. <laughs> it, it's still, you, you don't understand, Paul. Um,
2: <laughs> second game on Saturday, Dolphins versus Knights. i gone with Knights. Um, they're on a roll. Dolphins, as Paul already mentioned earlier, they've had a poor second half of the season. I expect that to continue. Yeah,
0: Knights,
3: yeah. They should
0: win it, yeah. You've got to go to the Knights one, a dollar 34. And um, look, they have, um, uh, with the TAB, uh, I'd say, yeah, four and oh, in the last five rounds, they're one of the top, uh, top form teams at the moment. So, yeah, that's so uh, they're they're really making a push for that top, um, for that top eight. And uh, with the yeah, if um, if the result beforehand goes their way, they this could uh, this could be what gets me in the top eight,
2: yep, definitely. And uh, it looks like we're going towards another big multi, um, final. <laughs> Final game on Saturday. Rabbit Sharks? I've gone with Rabbits. Um, I've lost all faith in the Sharks. So um, yeah, Same I here. think the Re- Rabbits. Yeah, Rabbits
0: you. Yep. Lost all yep. faith. Strong favourites with the with the TAB. But look, the Rabbits aren't in great form either. Look, two and two from the last five rounds. Um, Trails back. Yeah, it's still. Let's uh, say they're not. They're not in great form in the last four. Last five rounds. Um, but the Sharks. I think one of the comments was what they they've not beaten a top eight team this season. And yeah, this is a top 18, so you've got to go against
2: them. Yeah, and uh, first game on Sunday, eels, dragons. I'll go with eels. Um, they looked really bad, but they should be able to beat the dragons at home. Yeah, the,
3: the, yeah, they should. The eels, the dragons are terrible. Eels <laughs> it's starting to sound like you, Brad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Amazing enough, this is the uh. This is the strongest favourites of the entire round is the eels, so yeah, still going with the eels against the dragons. I can't believe though the eels in eleventh place against twelve against the dragons are stronger favourites than the raiders who are also playing at home, who are in fifth place in the table playing last in the table. They're stronger favourites than the raiders, but yeah, so yeah, got to go with eels, the strongest favourites of the yeah. round.
2: You know, I forgot to mention the Rabbitoh Sharks game is actually being played in Perth, not a, so it's a home game, but it's not. Um, But yeah, doesn't matter. And then last game of the round, Raiders, Tigers, uh, Raiders. Um, I I said I don't see the Tigers winning another game, so I can't pick them.
3: You know what? I'm going to do something crazy here. (laughs) Put put me down for the Tigers. Put you down for the Tigers, okay. I've got a feeling. feeling." (laughs) If if I'd put Raiders and they were on the multi, this would be the one that kills the multi. I think guess <laughs> something They're going to do something this week.
2: All right. Okay. Uh, you, you've had a lot of feelings, which is why you're sitting where you are in the tipping comp. <laughs> um,
3: I've only started having these feelings since trying to catch <laughs> up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So it's a, a six-game multi. Yep. Uh, signs go with the Raiders. Look at this. It. Uh, let's go, the Green Machine. So um, yeah, six-game multi this week. Uh, six-game multi this week. Yep. Nice. Um,
2: We'll have another step closer to winning you your money back. We promise. Um, uh, it's so it's, like, yeah, the
0: Dolphins' night best games best in Perth as well.
2: Yeah. So um, yeah, but yeah, it's it's good when they take it to Perth as long as it's not for New Zealand because the the times are always horrible for us. Um, horrible. But yeah, um, so that's the round. Um, should be there's some good games in there. We'll talk about the NRLW round three as well. The Roosters are playing the Dragons cowboys are playing the broncos sharks playing the titans eels playing the knights and raiders playing the tigers So i think the tigers have a good shot to go three in a row um on a a little bit of a winning streak there um Mm. and roosters are playing tomorrow night so i'll watch i'll watch millie and how she goes against the dragons so should be good um so that is the nrl contingent so jacko good night cheers for joining us again um (laughs) We'll talk about Super League just briefly. Um, Catalans have a four-point lead at the top of the ladder, while Wiggins moved back to second place. Um, oh, there's our multi. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed. We don't we don't lose poor more money. We're, we're trying our best,
0: um, but yeah, fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, Wigan he's um, trying, he's trying his best by by taking out the game that uh, that could have ruined it. But you you're not see. trying your at all. I'm trying to pick who wins.
2: Um, and, yeah, Wiggins moved to second because they defeated Lee, who were currently second, and Lee have gone down to third with St. Helens at fourth. Wakefield and Castleford are both tied for last place with four wins each. So Wakefield still has a, a slim chance of getting off the bottom of the ladder. Um, then the games for round 20, we had Uttersfield defeating Hull FC 19-12, Hull KR defeating Castleford 34-16, St. Helens defeating Leeds, 22-18. Wigan putting a pile on Lee, 44-18. Then Catalan's doing the same to Selford going 42-0. And then Wakefield, um, you know, they beat Warrington. You know, Wakefield, worst team in the comp, beat Warrington mm-hmm. 42-6. It's crazy. So, um, yeah, massive for Wakefield. Um, the little engine that could, sitting at the bottom. Um, then round 21 has got some good matches too. Wigan versus Hull KR, Castleford versus Uttersfield, Warrington versus Catalans, Salford versus St Helens, Hull FC versus Wakefield, and Leeds versus Lee. Um, so maybe if Wakefield can keep that form going, they might get another win over Hull FC. Um, we'll see. But anything you want else you want to add, Richie?
3: No, mate. Thanks for the chat, guys. It's been been a treat as always.
2: Um, what a year it would be if the Warriors make both grand finals in the Super League and over here.
3: Yeah. flash, Flashback flash
2: to 2011. Yeah. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in tonight and joining us on standoff with Brandon Richie. For your weekly update on Rugby League, tune in to our show next week at 8 p.m. Here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio and Spotify. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Cheers for joining me again, Richie, and cheers, Paul, for all your help in the background. And good night, everyone.
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.